Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the grounds crew in 91. Worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> he rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. Uh, and between Tony and I, we probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hey, Browns backers, before we get to our show with Paul Catalina from Believe in the Cowboys in a crossover episode, just wanted to let you know that football is back. And while you may not be at the game this year, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. If you've been following Tony and I, you know that I'm 8 and 1 this year. Tony, a not bad 7 and 2. So if you're looking at Who's going to win straight up? Who's going to beat the spread over or under? Let us know. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today bet online your online sports book experts and also you might hear our picks at some point in the show today so if you're interested in i don't know picks that have gone eight and one and seven and two over the past three weeks 
Stay tuned. Hear what we have to say. Hey, we're here with Paul Catalina of Believe in the Cowboys. And Paul, if you had to ask us at the beginning of the season, name the two and one team and the one and two team in this matchup, I think all of us would have been wrong. And what's really surprising is that you guys could actually be 0 and 3, but Look, you could also be 2 and 1, but you could also be 3 and 0. Here's the thing about I know that in Brown's world, like things is things are different. Like they're like I can't even begin to imagine what your life is as a you know covering the Browns, like being a Browns fan. Like it's not it's not something that most people should have to go through. It, no, it's not. It, it's it's ridiculous. But uh, being a Cowboys fan is is in a different extreme in that like there's this fantastic history of this team that is the 70s and the 90s. And here we are in 2020, and they have not been to hey, we in the 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, yeah. <laughs> so, they haven't been to a Super Bowl in forever. But the way, like the way that people talk about the Browns is, you know who you are. Like that's who it is. But the way that people talk about the Cowboys is, uh, you know, this is a team that's a perennial contender. But they're not. I mean, they're you know they're a perennial contender to make it to the playoffs but to win the super bowl that's been since i was 15 years old and i'm 40 now so uh, a lot has happened in my life i like i got my driver's license i graduated high school and college <laughs> i've had jobs i've seen a lady naked like all these things that like, <laughs> happened in my life that uh, you know uh, that are, are so different than it was when they won a super bowl so uh, a lot of those things have happened and i uh, i don't um you know, so it, it, that's the thing you deal with is this constant like up and down of what the Cowboys are, of who they are. And, and, you know, they could easily be three and oh, they could easily be oh and three. They could be two and one. They sit here at one and two. I would not have, like, you were right. I would not have said the Cowboys and the Browns. As a matter of fact, when Essential came out, like most Cowboys fans would thought, like, well, there's a gimme right there. The Browns, good deal. The Browns are coming to Dallas. That's great. Gimme game. Nope. Not a gimme. Not at all. Not even close. Yeah, and I think we were on the opposite end of that. Is when we we're looking at the schedule, we're like, okay, we're going to Dallas week four. All right, chalk that up as an L. And not that we've a hundred percent changed our minds, but I think we're on the. You're you're telling me there's a chance uh, <laughs> side of things uh, more so than we were at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I, and look the 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 matchups here for the Browns. I'll just tell you. Offense to defense, and look, this is game could wind up being a pretty high scoring game. That's what the, all three of the Cowboys games have been. So, thank you. Uh, yeah, so uh, this could be you know kind of a, a back and forth thing. If I'm if look, I, I just did a fantasy football show before we, we recorded this. I was talking like big like Baker Mayfield and your daily fantasy good value play him because the Cowboys defense is not good. It is not good, and it's not going to get good between what happened in Seattle and now. And, and, and this week. So uh, they're going to have some problems. Maybe they can get after Baker Mayfield a little bit. I don't know. But the way the offensive line looks improved in Cleveland, the way that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are running and Kevin Stefanski's offense, the Cowboys aren't good up the middle. The Browns will be able to score points and Baker Mayfield will be able to, you know, uh, make some plays in the passing game. I, that's going to happen. Now, this is going to come down to who's better in the fourth quarter, who's better at the end, who maybe has the ball at the end. But, uh, I, and look, I expect Baker Mayfield to play well. Uh, here's, here's a little bit of, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield history for you. Uh, I broadcast on the other side his last high school game 
at AT&T Stadium where he won the state championship at Lake Travis High School. Uh, I was doing the broadcast for for Waco Midway High. Uh, he like and he was a, you know that that was what he's going to be a walk on at Texas Tech before the Baker Mayfield dungeon grew. I think he's going to be geeked as hell to play in AT&T Stadium against the Cowboys and he's got a pretty good history there anyway. So uh, I think he'll be excited to be at AT&T Stadium. I think he's going to have a great game. The the difference will be can the Browns do anything about Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott and all those receivers? Yeah, I, I'm going to jump in here. I, I agree with you about Baker. I, I mean, I've got some of my game notes here and some things that I think are going to happen. I, I, I honestly believe that this could be a game where, where Baker kind of has a breakout performance. I'm looking for, you know, and this may sound crazy because we haven't really uh, offensively, uh, Beckham's got a 155, Landry's got 143, but I think this could be a game where, where Baker, if Stefanski does the offense right, goes over 300 yards passing. I, I think he can have that type of game because I, I really don't I, – I'm with you. I don't believe in Dallas's defense. Um, on the flip side, though, just to be full disclosure, I don't believe in our defense either. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I guess the only thing that's going to keep him from getting 300 yards is, will our defense allow drives that are so long that we just don't have enough time to put up 300 yards passing? But um, uh, but I, I really honestly believe that this is going to be – an opportunity, or this is an opportunity for Baker to have a breakout game, and, and I think they're ready for it. If, but there, you know, there's a couple things that have to happen. I think, you know, no matter what, whether we're up or down, we have to stick with Chubb and Hunt. We have to establish the run early, and if we do that, then it will open up the opportunities that are going to allow Baker Mayfield to do a 300 plus yard game. Yeah, look, if you look back to week one and what the Rams were able to do run the ball with Malcolm Brown, of all people, uh, I, I would think that that uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt should have a pretty good game. I mean, I would think that that would probably work out for them. I think it'll work out for them well. Uh, and then the passing game will open up. Look, the last couple of weeks that the opponents haven't run, like Todd Gurley had an okay game. Chris Carson, you know, they didn't really run the ball as much, Seattle, but the reason they didn't is they could just hit whatever deep pass they wanted to. At any yeah. time, you know, so there was no, there was no, there was no reason to have to run the ball. And, you know, the, the you got receivers running wide open. Now, the Cowboys should be a little familiar with Odell Beckham, but I don't know how. I don't know how they match up with them at all. I mean, I don't know who matches up with them. I mean, Cheeto Wuzier is out. Uh, Anthony Brown is out. Those are the guys who, who've played against him the most. Uh, Trayvon Diggs looks good as a rookie, but he also looks like a rookie at times where, you know, he made that great play on DK Metcalf, but he wouldn't have had to make it if he didn't get burnt uh, on the play. <laughs> so, uh, you know, th- like people can get excited about him and they should be excited about him. He looks like he's good, but, you know, Jordan Lewis hasn't looked all that great and, you know, their safeties have looked, you know, very, uh, you know, not like something you'd want on your roster. So uh, they don't have much of a pass rush outside of Alden Smith so far. Demarcus Lawrence doesn't look comfortable in the defense. Right up the middle, their defensive tackles have been nothing to speak of uh, as of yet. Uh, Everson Griffin, a guy they signed, you know, is not playing in a defense that suits him just yet, even though he did have a sack last week. And uh, let's hope that continues. But I mean, there's nothing like I, as many good things as I can say about the offense, I can say almost nothing about the defense. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing. I think from our standpoint, I know Tony mentioned it could be a 300-yard day for Baker. I'm going to go the total opposite. I'm saying this is the NFC Championship game, and if we throw the ball more than 10 times, we're doing something wrong because if we score quickly, 
you're just going to come down and score because this Browns defense does not exist. And I think Dax could pick us apart. He's got twice as many passing yards as Baker has already this year. Through three games, he's doubled him up. This offense needs to just cram it down your throat because the more we do that, the fewer turnovers we can have, the fewer mistakes we can have, and we can just bleed that clock. So I don't necessarily think it's going to be low, low scoring. I think there's still going to be a ton of points scored like there were in that NFC Championship game last year. But I think we need to do our scoring on the ground and just completely forget <laughs> that Beckham and Landry even exist. <laughs> well, well and, and, and in a perfect world, that's how it would go down. But I, I, the reason I'm saying Baker's going to go for 300 yards is I don't think Stefanski has it in him to rely solely on the run. I think even last week when, when you saw that we got up, I mean, there were times where it was third down and short and we we're still passing the ball. And it's like, what this guy, I, I mean, I, I know he's, he's a young, you know, young head coach. He's working with guys that were only in the week four here, but at the same time, it's like, I just can't believe that anyone when, when you're, when you're trying to bleed the clock is still throwing the ball late in the fourth quarter on third and short. So I, I think he's just had, he has it in his DNA that pass is an option and, and he's not willing to, <laughs> he's not willing to concede that. So that's the only thing I'm saying. I, I think for, and, and for Baker, I think Baker, as much as he likes to win, he likes to throw the ball too. And, and I just think, and, and when you have Beckham and Landry out there, I mean, that's the other thing too. You've got to feed Beckham. We have to keep him engaged because if he's not engaged, he starts to drift and, 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 it, and it starts to, you know, forget the athletic part of it. I mean, just the mental part of it. He starts to become the guy that's whining on the sideline. He's throwing his helmet. He's pop, and, and, you know, to some extent, I think, the coaching staff is cognizant of that and they're trying to avoid it by feeding him the ball. And, and I think that's going to be the reason why Stefanski won't abandon the pass <laughs> as he should and, and go with the run. But just yeah. my thought. Yeah. Look, and I think, I think they, whatever offensive plan they have is going to work. I'll just tell you, like you, you need to be at ease with that. This is going to come down to, uh, you know, can the, can one of these defenses get some key stops? And can they not get burnt? Uh, I, I really would like to see Zeke get going a little bit more than he has. This offense with Mike McCarthy has, has been a little weird for him. Uh, while he looked good in the first two weeks, he was not good last week at all. Maybe maybe one of the worst games he's ever played uh, was last week at Seattle. So, uh, you know, and that's that's not something I would ever say about Zeke because he's been pretty much fantastic every time he's been in the game for the Cowboys the last since he's been there since 2016. So I, I don't know. I I I just think that the Cowboys can't stop anybody. The Browns can't stop anybody. Uh, you know, it, can Dak light it up? Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna light it up. And those receivers, look right now, uh, they've got five guys he can throw the ball to that have all produced for the Cowboys. And Dalton Schultz, the tight end, uh, is producing. Uh, Cedric Wilson, the fourth wide receiver, is producing. Uh, that you know they can throw the ball out of the backfield to Zeke. Uh, the top three: Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb, all really, really good and really fit well with Dak Prescott. So this is a scary matchup for the Browns, I know. But uh, again, uh, you know, if they want to play shootout, that's what the Cowboys have done. Uh, you know, I know 2017 in the first week is doesn't seem like a shootout, but that was that was not a defensive game uh, by any stretch of the imagination. And the only reason they have a win right now is because of the craziest crap I've ever seen in my life. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I don't know, like, uh, you know, the, like the Falcons forgot, like the, the Falcons forgot they were playing in the game. 
Like there's well, they, forgot, that, they forgot last <laughs> week too. So I, I think it's just something with that team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. They they just do they just they're they're in it for about eighty five percent of it, and then Dan Quinn's like, all right, well, what do I'm going to eat after the game? I don't know, like you know, am I in a sandwich mood? Am I in like maybe like a soup thing? I don't know. Maybe I get half and half. But uh, like I don't know where his brain is. I don't know where his brain was when he called two timeouts before the onside kick and that happened. That's the only reason the Cowboys have a win right now is because somebody was dumb. Now, granted, look, things could swing the other way. You know, no pass interference on Michael Gallup in Week One, and then maybe win the game uh, at Los Angeles. You know, uh, last week, you know, if Dak Prescott can really set and throw that ball, he probably hits Noah Brown in the end zone and that game goes to the to the to the end zone but you know ifs and buts you know that's all that they have right now and if this team is going to be a legit contender they don't need to be at a point where if if this happens if this goes this way if this goes this way they need to go in control a game and kick somebody's ass i mean that's what they need to do and they've not done that this year so far yeah, I would agree, and, and that's what we're looking for from this Browns team as well, is not necessarily to go in and kick somebody's ass, but beat a quality NFL team. Yeah. Because if you're looking at it, we got rolled by the Ravens in week one, beat the Bengals, beat the Washington football team, but I don't think anyone was looking at those two teams as you know top-tier NFL teams, even top-half NFL teams. So the Browns got to go if they want to be a team that people look at and say, this is a competent NFL franchise this year. They need to go in and beat a team like Dallas. That's, hey, you know what? Maybe, yeah, they're having a poor season if the Browns go in and beat them and they're one and three in the first quarter of the season. But the talent is on that team. The Browns have the talent. We need to show that our talent is greater than someone else's pretty decent talent. And my question to you, Paul, is – do you share your owner's thoughts about Dak if this game comes down to two minutes left and the Cowboys got the ball? Oh, look, Jerry loves Dak. I love Dak. I think, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let you in on a secret about Jerry Jones. Jerry, like, outside, <laughs> outside of the, the, the Dallas bubble, people don't get Jerry. And, look, he's got a gigantic ego. He's got a, he's got a huge, huge ego. And it has hurt his team at, many times. But – uh, he is one of the best owners in all of professional sports. He's not going to be oh, the best God. general manager, but he is he is very passionate. He loves Dak Prescott. Don't ever get it twisted. He loves Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is going to make a bunch of money. And Jerry, 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 to the point of, you know, he's cost himself money with Dak at this point. You know, like he could have had this done. He didn't do it. And he's like, they, they're going to pay Dak a ton of money. He's not going to get Mahomes' money. He's not going to get what I think ultimately Lamar Jackson will get, but he's going to get a ton of money. Dak is not the reason that the Cowboys lose. Dak has not been in his now what going on his uh, fourth or fifth year. He has not ever been the Cowboys reason that they've lost. I mean, he's had some rough games. Yeah. But most of the games he's, because they won. The reason that the Cowboys lose is because Jerry Jones gets a little too obsessed with it. He knows he's done this. If you watch the, 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 you know, the, I don't know if the all access, whatever the all or nothing that they had on Amazon a couple years ago, he had yep. the statement about Tony Romo about shame on us for not building the team around Tony Romo that they could have because they had something special in Tony Romo, which they did. I don't worship at the altar of Romo like a lot of Cowboys fans do. He was he was very good. Uh, he was just as short of great to me, but he was very, very good. But they've done this same thing to Dak that they did to Tony is that, all right, Dak, go win it. Dak, go win it. Dak, go win it. Just like Tony, go win it. Tony, go win it. Well, sometimes your damn defense has got to win the game. 
Like, build a defense so that, you know, when your quarterback's having an off day, when your team you're playing is is figured you out a little bit, your defense can go stuff it down their throat and make a play and turn the, you know, they have not, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and Will McClay have not built a defense that is worthy of their offense yet. It has not happened. And, uh, you know, I do the podcast with Lander Skandrick. We went through it the other day about like how they're the up and down when he was there. And he was one of their better players on defense. He was readily admitting that like, look, there were times where we just weren't that good on defense, you know? And that's true. They just have not been good on defense for a long time. That is like, that is why they haven't won a championship. There's only one reason is because they've not been consistently good on defense. And when they won the titles back in the 90s, yes, they had Aikman, Emmett, and Irvin and the, the best offensive line you could ever imagine and all that. But they were badasses on defense. They had Charles Haley and Deion Sanders and, uh, you know, uh, just got, you know, guys up front like they just rotated through defensive linemen, whether it was Leon Ladder, Tony Casillas or Chad Hennings, who were not Hall of Famers, but they were just good, solid worker B NFL players. And they had, you know, really solid linebackers and Darren Woodson and all these guys. They had they had that over there. They have not had that. They have had one player on defense in the last 20 years that you would say is a Hall of Famer, and that's DeMarcus Ware, and they let him win a Super Bowl in Denver. That's what their <laughs> problem is. So uh, it's never been the offense. It's not ever going to be the offense. Their problem is their inability to have a consistent I, you know, you know, identity on defense and to draft players that are consistently there and make it work on defense. They've got some talent. A lot of it's hurt right now. Leighton Vander Esch, Sean Lee, uh, you know, all those guys. But, you know, Demarcus Lawrence still, I know he hasn't had a sack, but a, a very good player. Uh, Jalen Smith, a very good player. But they, Alden Smith's been, been fantastic so far, and that's the only bright spot. But they have not built a defense that's worthy of that offense, and that's why they're either 8-8 eight and eight or, you know, they have a great season, 12-4, and four, and then they're out in the first or second round of the playoffs. Well, you know, for as much as that may be true, I don't, I, I don't really feel bad for you because we haven't built, <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't built an offense or a defense. So, I, I mean, the, the fact that you've been missing one, boo-hoo for you, wham. Okay, right. I'll, just, I'll try to make you feel better. I'll Please try do. to make you feel better. You guys have been eating like, uh, you know, skirt steak for a long time. And it's fine. Look, you you've used to it. We as Cowboys I don't fans think eaten any kind of steak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got like grade Z beef. Yeah. <laughs> so the, we as Cowboys fans, I mean, we've we've had the Wagyu steak. I mean, we were like, well, whatever the finest, fanciest cow is, we've had it multiple times over. We we had a dynasty, you know, as Cowboys fans. We had that, you know, the the like like America's team. Not 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 Texas's team. America's team. That's the nickname, America's team. So I'll just say that when you've tasted it, you know what you're missing, as opposed to like looking from the outside and and and, and doing it. So maybe it's better that you guys haven't won in that you don't know the pain. I know that that's a really uh, ass backwards way of looking at it, but yeah, you're I mean, wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. I'm just going to tell you that you're wrong. Uh, I, I was trying to make you feel better, but yes, yeah, I, understand. No, no, I have no, no, I have no leg to stand on. We appreciate the effort, but but you're wrong. I mean, you're talking about having seen a woman naked since uh, the last time uh, the Cowboys won. I don't think my great grandpa yeah. saw a woman naked yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that long here. Um, you know, yeah. uh, you know, but but we've tried. We've made an effort. But I mean, when you mentioned somebody like Demarcus Ware, I, I mean, we. 
I, we haven't had anybody even remotely close. Now, we've got Miles Garrett right now, but I can't think of anybody even remotely close in the last 20 years. Well, Joe, Joe Thomas is the only well, no, thing I mean, you on can defense. say. On, on defense, defense, yes. On, on defense, defense, yeah. But even, yes, franchise-wise, we got one guy that was good for, <laughs> since the since the team came back. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I think is the perpetual, like, why people hate the Cowboys or our Cowboy fans are – are, are so frustrated is that they have guys who have been now granted look Jason Witten's going to be a Hall of Famer DeMarcus Ware will be a Hall of Famer you know Tony Romo is not I mean I don't think he will be you never know I just don't think it's going to happen he didn't he didn't really win enough at the quarterback position uh you know they've got a couple guys on the roster now that that very well could wind up there if if their careers continue the same trajectory I would say one for sure like right now they have Tyron Smith and probably Zach Martin that are that are going to be Hall of Famers one day but uh, outside of that, like they 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 had a team chock full of Hall of Famers. I mean, they really did. Uh, on that, you know, you know the Larry Allen, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith uh, on the offense alone, Charles Haley and Deion Sanders on the defense, and Darren Woodson, who should be like that's that's eight Hall of Famers on one team. I know you guys haven't experienced that. I think that's why because they've drafted pretty well for the most part, save for the Wade Phillips years, they've drafted really well, and they have these players that are they're great. Everybody loves them, and then. What happens? They, they, you know, they they don't win a Super Bowl, and that's that's the measure in Dallas of, you know, you're either you know a guy who's really good and it's cool that you're a cowboy, or you are you know one of those guys who no matter where you go, no matter how far down the list you might have been on that that roster, people are like, oh my gosh, James Washington's here, holy cow! <laughs> well, you know, like, are you are you telling me that Larry Brown is going to be at this car leadership? I'm gonna go. Like that's that that's how you that's how you are, but uh, they just they have not won it, and it is it's been a long long time, and they have contended many times, and or at least seem like they would, and then it just falls flat. Yeah, I mean, I I understand that that's frustrating from uh you know obviously at least here the Indians have been very good for an extended period of time and have not quite gotten over that hump. So we've experienced a little bit of that, but I think from the fan standpoint, I'd much rather be rooting yeah. for a team that is in it every year yeah. and that disappoints me that way than a team that for the majority of the last two decades going into the season knowing that if we go 500, that's a great season. Yeah. Cow- Cowboys fans complaining about their pain to you would be like me saying, like, I'm in this really nice hotel room and there's no HBO. Like, you're like, well, I mean, <laughs> like, well, I mean, just go out. Like, you're in a new city. Go out and enjoy the town. You can watch HBO anytime. Like, that's <laughs> like, what are you, what are you complaining about? Everything, everything's pretty fine for you guys. And, you know, I, I know that, like, and especially with, with the Browns, the really thing has been like, they can't, you know, they have, they have whiffed a quarterback like you would like. It's just like they don't know what it one's supposed to be like. And you're right. Yeah, yeah they, they don't know. And I know that Baker is kind of the you know the great white hope for for you guys. And and look, I have I have faith that Baker Mayfield could be a good quarterback and could be a really effective quarterback. But the Browns also problem is not just the quarterback is that the Haslam's decide that they don't like coaches. You know that they they find that like disposable like ketchup packets. I mean it's, it's all right. What's that's that one's done. Let's go. You got to keep some consistency, otherwise you're you're not going to win. And look, the Cowboys they tried that. Like they tried with Jason Garrett to have the consistent head coach for a long time, and they he just ran out of steam. So uh, you know there's a middle ground between these two that that would that would probably work. He, he was definitely consistent in the fact that. You know, he didn't take him to the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, and he found a way to kind of get out coached every year. Uh, that was, you know, because there's some consistency there. You know, 
So I'll tell you, I, I'm a Florida State grad, and the, their basketball, like, we're not going to talk about their football team right now. Uh, it's so far away from the glory. As a youth grad, I, I, will, I will, you know, more than welcome the, uh, what was it, 52 to 10? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Uh, yeah, I, I might have I had to, like, cry in the bathroom alone uh, just to uh, – but I, I – I, I'll say this. So Florida State's basketball coach is Leonard Hamilton, who is like an excellent recruiter. And he was like, he gets these great players and they go like 11, 12 deep and everybody plays. But when he runs up against a coach like Mike Krzyzewski or, you know, somebody that's an elite coach, he like John Boehner in the, in the, in the elite eight a couple years ago, like they, they lost, you know, uh, so, you know, you, well, you Cleveland know him all too well, but, uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, he runs up against him, like, and he lost. He lost that game. Uh, Jason Garrett was kind of the same way. Like, look, if you were, like, he had the talent to where, like, most of the time he did not have to really outcoach you. And unless you were, you know, Mike McCarthy beat him a lot, uh, you know, the, you know, Belichick, uh, you know, those guys. Like, like, if you were playing against those guys, they had you. They had him all the time. Sean McVay had him. I mean, just had him. So if you were a better coach than Jason Garrett, that was just what was going to happen. And uh, he was a good coach. He wasn't a great coach. You know, they were good. They weren't great. You To win Super Bowls, you have to be great. There's plenty of good teams every year. There's only one, you know, there's only a couple of great teams and one that, that is the Super Bowl champion. Then he just wasn't that guy. Yeah, well, I think, you know, from a Browns fan standpoint, I mean, we had that with Marty Schottenheimer. Mm-hmm. You know, great, great guy. Everybody loved him. You know, borderline great coach, but just couldn't just couldn't get it done uh, mm-hmm. when it mattered most, unfortunately. And but I, going back, I'd rather have those Marty years. Uh, but but we understand what you're saying, and that's why they made the coaching change. I think yeah. it might have been a little probably for Cowboys fans a couple years too late. But well, I think between uh, you, you know you, you go ahead and you take Marty, you take Fratello, you take Hargrove. I mean, we we've had we had a long. <laughs> line in multiple sports of coaches that could get us there but couldn't get us over the hump um you know so we, we feel free a little bit yeah look you know in texas everybody loves mike hargrove he was a he was a fantastic texas rangers in their glory yeah. days of of winning you know 88 games here <laughs> so <laughs> well it, you know it, well, if you don't mind if, if you if you both could indulge me um you know when i think about this matchup cowboys and in and, and Browns, there's been some historic, um, you know, matchups. But for me, in my lifetime, um, you know, one of my favorite, and, and I, I was able to tell this story once to um, Carmen Policy. So just to, to kind of give you a little background on me, I worked for the Browns, um, you know, uh, in 91 until they left in, in 90 after the 95 season. And then I came back in 99. And when I came back in 99, the reason I came back in 99, um, they offered me my job back. Uh, but, but, you know, as being still a young kid at that time, I went to my mom and dad and I said, hey, um, I was teaching full time at the time. And, and I, I asked my mom, I said, hey, the Browns have offered me an opportunity to come back and work for the team. Um, what do you think? And the first thing my mom said is forget about it. I mean, this is a team, you know, that she looked at them as they were monsters. Uh, they're, they're, her poor son had worked for the team for five years and then they decided to move away. And, oh, my gosh, like, how, how could you ever decide to work for them again? <laughs> so I said, well, mom. The, the, the difference between the old team and the team now is Carmen Policy's in charge of the team. And she's like, oh, my gosh, Mr. Policy. And she remembered the story that I had told her um, back in, in 1994. So, uh, you know, let's go back on a little time machine. Um, if you remember, December 10th, 1994, 
the Browns played um, the Cowboys in Dallas. And in that game, we ended up beating you um, 19 to 14. And the last play of the game, if you remember, was Novacek catching a ball. I think the, the play started on the six-yard line. Novacek catches a five-yard pass, gets tackled by Eric Turner on the one-yard line. And because we beat the Cowboys, that gave the 49ers home field advantage throughout the playoffs. When we came to work the next day on Monday, it, this is one of my favorite eating stories of all time, Carmen Policy flew out the personal chef from the 49ers with a plane full of crab legs. And for lunch that day, we had all-you-can-eat crab legs, courtesy of the 49ers and Carmen Policy, with a little thank you note to our team for, for, you know, for giving them basically the road to the Super Bowl, their Super Bowl victory. And, and that kept... I honestly believe when you look back, that kept the Cowboys from completing a four-year straight. I think if the Cowboys had had home field advantage, they would have won the Super Bowl four years straight. Um, that knocked the Cowboys out. So for me, if I if I you know if you can you know indulge me with telling a story, uh, that's my 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 favorite Browns Cowboys memory was poor <laughs> Jay Novacek trying to extend his arm out. To get to that end zone, and Eric Turney just Turner rocking him and, and 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 keeping him a yard short, and and as a result, we beat the Cowboys. I got unlimited crab legs, <laughs> and uh, the rest, as they say, is history. So I'll, I'll um, tell you this: I, I uh, the next time that I took we uh, on my other show on Sigum365.com, we occasionally do have Barry Switzer uh, as a guest on the show, and I will I will convey that story uh, to Barry, who when we had him on our show. When we launched back in April, uh, this this new talk show we were doing, uh, he told the the story of the '94 championship game, like play for play, about how they came off the rails and lost that game in San Francisco. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure he remembers that play all too well. I remember it as being 14 years old and really really upset that they lost to the Browns, uh, and I I could not believe like how they lose to the Browns. But you know that that's kind of what would happen with that team is like they would, uh, you know. The, the Packers and Brett Favre come in, they beat them, but uh, the Browns would come in and like they, you know, they just kind of, you know, sloughed through it and lost that game and, and didn't make the play when they need to. But yeah, I remember that game pretty well. Uh, I, I do. I remember Jay Novacek not getting the ball there. I thought for sure when Aikman hit, I'm like, well, that's it. That's a touchdown. Eat it, Browns. Nope. Not what happened. No, no. And, and that and that is probably the closest we've come to a Super Bowl in, in 20 years was us, you know, beating the Cowboys and, and not making the playoffs ourselves. But, hey, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. But, um, well. All right, Paul. So as we wrap up here, Tony and I generally make some picks. We want to get at least your side of the story. I'm, I believe, eight and one this year. Tony is seven and two, so we are rocking our Browns picks okay. this year. The line is four and a half. Cowboys minus four and a half. Browns plus four and a half. The over-under is 56. So we want you to pick the straight up winner, pick the winner against the spread, and take the over-under. Who do you got? What are you going with? Okay, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the Cowboys straight up. I do I do think that they will win. Uh, I, I, uh, I will, let's see, ah, I'm going to take the Cowboys and the points. I'll do it. I'll take the Cowboys and the points because I think it'll be, a t I think either way, like even if I'm wrong, I think it'd swing back. It'll be a touchdown game. Like I just, okay. that's what it'll be a touchdown game. Uh, and what's the over under was 56, 56. So 
let's see if it's a touchdown game and it's uh you know it's let's see it's 3528 i'm gonna i'm gonna take i'm gonna take the under i'm gonna take the under i'm thinking 3528 okay you're you're a brave man uh from that standpoint but i believe uh, thirty-five twenty-eight would be the over. Over is fifty-six. So what's thirty-five twenty-eight? So no, that was the over. I'm sorry. I went to Florida State. I don't know math, man. Yeah, I'll take the over. Right. I, I didn't want to throw my crazy math at you, but I was just, I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page because I believe that is sixty-three. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. By, by, by any chance, do Trump's taxes? <laughs> yeah. So okay, so you're going Cowboys over. I'll take the over. I'll take okay. the over. Okay. Yeah. And the over, you're you're giving the points because you think it's going to be a touchdown game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a touchdown game. Okay, Tony, what do you got? Well, you know, I have a witness here. I actually wrote down thirty five twenty eight uh, on my pad before you said it, so I have exactly what you have. I have the Cowboys. I I I, I think it will come down to a. Uh, it's going to come down to the fourth quarter, and, and I just think even though the Browns last week. They overcame, you know, kind of a, giving the the lead back to the Washington football team. It was the Washington football team. And, and I just don't think the Cowboys, I don't care if the Cowboys are one or two or not. They're the Cowboys. They're at home. They. I just think that offense is going to get the ball in the fourth quarter, and our defense is not going to be able to stop them. Um, and so I have us 35-28 same. I've got Cowboys points, and I'm going with the over. And um, I just don't think our defense is going to be able to stop Zeke and, and Zach Prescott. I, I just don't. I think the only our only saving grace would be if we could get a blitz. But I don't know if Denzel's going to play. I don't know if Mac Wilson's going to play. Our offensive greedy our, practiced, but you don't yeah, know if he's going to be playing. Yeah, I have no idea. And our defensive line has gotten better. That rotation is great with with Larry Obanjobi. Um, you, you know, I, you know, with Garrett's been going off. But I mean, I just don't. And Richardson's been playing lights out. I think a lot, a lot of Richardson's success has been because Garrett's getting doubled all the time. But um, I just don't know if they can do that um, against Dallas. I, I so I, I'm going Cowboys, going points, going with the over. Yeah, Paul. I think you got a little more faith in Baker than I do. Uh, I am taking the over because I have said I said it last week. This Browns defense. I'm taking the over every week. I don't care what it is. They could make it 80 points, and I'd probably take the over. So I'm taking the over until uh, they don't hit it. I know they didn't hit it week one, but that's more of uh, our fault, I guess, than it was the Ravens' fault, or the Ravens could have kept pushing it. But I'm taking the over. That's going to win you, I think, on more Browns games this year than anything. I am going to pick, unfortunately, the Cowboys, and and I am going to give the points as well. I, I just think – I don't know if it's going to be a touchdown game. I think it's going to be more than that. I think your defense has shown, even with as as poorly as they have played, the offenses that they've given up those points to are significantly better than the last two offenses the Browns have given up a lot of points to. So while I'm happy that the Browns are sitting here at 2-1, and one, I will gladly take it any season <laughs> – <laughs> since it's been what 14 seasons uh since we've uh been two and one and it's been six seasons since we've been over 500 at any point in the season uh i am i'm very happy with this 
and I'll take it. But I think they're going down this week, unfortunately, to your boys. Uh, and uh, we'll be Eric, back here Eric next Turner week. Turner is not walking. Eric Turner's not walking through that door. Walking through that door. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you, weird things happen, and they're like, I just, I'm just telling you, Baker Mayfield is going to be psyched up to play there. Uh, he's going to be psyched up to play at AT and T Stadium. I, I look. I throw three picks. Yeah, if, if, <laughs> if that if that grows them three inches, I'd be I'd be more happy. Uh, <laughs> But all right, Paul, well, thanks for taking the time out of your day to join us uh, and uh, have a little chat about Browns Cowboys. It's always a good time to talk to our fellow Believe hosts. Uh, Anytime, guys. Anytime you need me for anything, I'm here for you. All right. All right. Thanks again. Have a great one. Hey, Browns backers. Thanks for sticking with us. And that concludes our week four preview with Paul Catalina from Believe in the Cowboys. We'll talk to you next week here on Believe in the Browns with Chuck Campisi and Tony Dick. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.